back. Hi everyone, welcome back to Over the Bridge podcast. Um, thank you so much for our, our listeners. Welcome, a big welcome if you're new and listening for the very first time. Today we are going to talk about colorism. Um, there have been, there's been, I guess, an expose on Twitter and on the socials about various um, favorites and, and what they have said uh, in many years ago or, or in the recent past. And it's brought up um, people's thoughts and feelings as well as some apologies from these favorites. Um, and so we're going to talk about it. It's obviously a very big remit. We're probably going to run it, run into a bunch of assumptions and stuff like that. And it's obviously a very difficult topic to tackle head on, but we're going to try nonetheless. Um, Kweku's not here, so it does feel a, a, a bit weird. Um, shout out Kweku. Um, so it's just Pat with us today. Evening, evening. Balao here with us today. Hello, hello. Get me. Um, we also have some some special guests who are listening by as well. And they, they do with us today. I thought I should shout them out. Get me, do you want to get me? We have Maiwa here with us as well. Hi. I want to say hi. We have Isaac as well. We want to say, get me, they're, they're, they're here. I don't know if they're going to chime in. Get me, the mic's not on them, but they probably might <laughs> chime in later on. That's what I, I assume. But um, very welcome guests with us as well. Um, so, guys, I don't know where, I'm not even going to say colorism. Let's start off the, the tweets. Let's talk about the tweets first. And then I guess we'll have the segue into colorism and things associated with it. Let's, let's um, if anyone wants to just kind of. So, when you say the tweets, yeah, like, who are we talking about? We are, I mean, given the time, we're talking about uh, Maya Jammer, um, Stormzy's girlfriend, um, mm. talking about uh, dark-skinned women being such and such. Um, I don't use socials, so I don't really know exactly what she said, but I have a mm. rough idea of, of what she was saying, things that were kind of, she was basically denigrating dark-skinned women. There was um, that singer as well, what's her name? Sabrina Castello or something, Castillo? What did she say? She, she, she apparently made an account um, to just like basically have a go at dark skinned black women just to yeah take the piss out of them. Um, she denies that, but I mean, some of her tweets from her normal account anyway from a couple of years back wow. are quite, um, yeah, they're quite the indictment as well. So yeah, there's been a few recently. Um, what's it, that guy, um, David Vujanic? I don't know how you say his name. Vujanic. Yeah, how do you say his name, that guy? Um, I think some of his tweets got pulled up a few months ago as well. Uh, I don't know if Poets Corner, I think Poets yeah, Corner was involved. Yeah, like, pulled up. Uh, like, because the thing is like these tweets, it, it's more, it comes under the remit of problematic tweets. Like it wasn't just colorism and misogynoir. It was like part of the whole wider toxic Twitter phase when people were just, where people said that they had to go through a phase where they had to, you know, just take mm -hmm. shots at easy targets anyway. Um, we're focusing on colorism today, but yeah, those are just a few of the people that have been sort of pulled up for their tweets recently. I'm trying to think if there's any other big names, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. What do you guys think? What do you think about the response? What do you think is the right response to to, to these things coming up? Yeah, it's interesting because I think when I, when I saw it, I think I saw it like late. So I didn't really see these tweets like in in the moment of like everyone first yeah. seeing them. Yeah. But then the reaction that I was seeing was obviously people trying to like end end like these people's careers, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, hang on, like why? So then I was trying to do my research and figure out like when when did people say this? And then what you were saying was like, there was a time period in which in which people were like back in the day, almost like a few years ago where people were saying these things. Mm. But I don't even think that that's true because we look at, 
you know, like we look at most of most of Twitter even today, people are still saying this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, back in the day, you know, like I was young, I was stupid. Yeah. Because yeah. no, because people are still doing this like now. People mm-hmm. do like I just have to log on to, I could log on to Twitter like right now mm-hmm. and probably see someone saying something stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't buy the whole excuse of, No, I don't buy it. Oh either. yeah, I was nineteen or oh yeah, it was you have sense when, You have sense when you're nineteen, eight. Like, come on, you're mm-hmm. not you're you not hope. Com- you huh? hope you have sense. Yeah, but the thing is it's like People knew what they were saying was there was something wrong with it. That's why they tweeted it. Because they, just, they just broke the 11th commandment. That shall not get caught. Well, yeah. Um, and the, the point that I'm making is, is that the reason they tweeted that, yeah. because they knew that it was inflammatory. Why? Because it was wrong. Mm. Like they knew it was going to mm. get enough retweets and whatever and lows and whatever, because they're tweeting for a reaction. Like it's just basically tweeting mm. for attention Sounds because you great. know what you're yeah. saying is inflammatory and you know what you're saying is, is wrong and you know what you're saying is hurtful. I guess that like the the argument that people have been making is that back in those times anyone could get it. Like, ev- like people remember what it was like on Twitter on Sundays. Like mm. it was it's like anyone could get it Sundays, whatever. So I don't know, man. I personally don't agree with it. So um, this is the thing, right? It's like people were saying these things in social media, but do you reckon that? Do you reckon that at the same? Because I can't. I'm trying to think back to like do- that time period, yeah, like yeah, 2011, yeah. 2012, whenever mm-hmm. this was. Like, were people saying this stuff in real life? Was this like a was 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 social media just another outlet for I, people to be saying this stuff, or was I, that the one place in which people um, come I, in? And say I feel like people things? felt in um they they felt um not inhibited the opposite um they had no inhibitions with yeah. Twitter mm. like um because remember Twitter was relatively new back then so for them it's like I guess a space where you know you could just because people mostly tweeted on uh, anonymously mm-hmm. they had handles that hadn't anything to do with their name it wasn't like Facebook like you're completely detached from your, yeah, your yeah. real life persona. I reckon people just felt completely without inhibition and it was like, yeah, let's just get it. Like everything I've wanted to, like every kind of crude joke that I've wanted to say and I thought maybe, you know, I can't say this in person. Like this is space and I'll so do I, it. I do feel that to everyone who uses Twitter, it kind of represents some kind of microcosm of their life um, in the sense that you mm. never get someone's full personality on Twitter, you always get like a small portion which they choose to present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So if you're in business, you're going to get their business side. You're not going to know who they are as a businessman. If they're in politics, you're just going to know them as like, there's a handle for the president of the United States, POTUS. I'm not talking Mr. Trump's personal one, even that is personal. Listen, um, I can't tell the difference these days. No, I, yeah, it's, but the, the, it's true. But the, <laughs> the point being is that when people come out on Twitter, they, mm. they often say things which they want to say. It's very um, personal to them. So by people saying um, uh, things which are inflammatory towards um, uh, dark-skinned women in particular, because that's mainly who the shots were too, to be honest, as opposed to dark-skinned men, sometimes Mm. small, small, but primarily um, that is their own personal choice. And so the question that is then raised is, have their attitudes changed? And I feel for a lot of people, their attitudes probably haven't changed. They've just had to shut up. How do you know that? because it's what Pat said earlier, people have, or you think that people have sense when at that age. Mm. And I feel that when you are, I think you get to a certain age where you're stuck in your ways and you're stuck, your mindset is stuck in a certain way and it takes a lot to, to change it. Yeah, um, It's like when you're, for example, like when you're a kid, you're a sponge, anything is open. Like when you're, when you're so small as a kid, you don't really see, kids don't necessarily see the difference in colors until they're told there is a difference. Mm. Um, because you know, we often see a little three-year-old, like white person, white kid with white parents. They'll be smiling at you because they just think you got a nice face. Mm. But you know, 
you know, let their parents go and teach them this and this and this and this, that and the third. And their attitudes will change. They won't be smiling at you when their parents will teach you things, um, whatever. And I mm. think that a lot of people who have said those things, one, they probably said it as a joke too. They said it because they thought they could get away with it. But yeah. three, there was probably some element of truth. There's the expression that every joke has a little bit of truth in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's probably their truth that they have and that they're expressing saying, I don't like it. And well, I don't like um, dark-skinned women because it was popular to beat them up. Mm. Um, I think for me, like I, I agree with some of what you said, some of what you said and disagree with some of it. Um, I think it's um, it's, a, it's a mixture of both. Like there were people at that time, I'm, to, I'm talking about like at that time, like it was a long time ago. There were people that tweet about like, these kind of, they, they put out these hurtful tweets about black women, um, about dark skinned women. Um, and there is a mixture of people that at the time they were tweeting it, they probably, maybe they did feel that way and they, they, they've become a bit more socially aware and they understand now that what they were talking about was wrong. And really what the issue was is that they tweeted it, knowing that it was probably a bit offensive, like, oh, I'm just gonna make an offensive joke but not thinking that it was that deep. Mm. Now that they've become a bit more older and a bit more mm. aware, they're like, actually what I said was very damaging. Mm. So there's th that group of people and they are mixed in with people that hold on to those, 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 those color colorist prejudices. Um, and for me, like what, whatever the, the, um, the intention was behind those jokes, whatever the motive was for me is almost, it's, it's irrelevant because the damage is done. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, whatever reason you decide to punch someone in the face, you've punched them in the face. Do you see what I'm saying? So when, when, those, when those things were being said and they continue to be said today, the people that are, that are affected, i.e. dark-skinned black women, it's primarily black women, mm. They would have they would have been hurt. Like they don't care what the intent, like whether it was like a joke or whatever. Like the point is, is that it created a toxic environment where dark skinned black women did not feel they did not feel maybe safe is a bit of an extreme word to use, but I'm gonna use it. They didn't feel safe. They didn't feel um, appreciated, and they felt completely devalued as human beings. So whether it's like, oh, do you know what? Like you know, I've changed now, blah blah blah, or I still feel that way. I feel like it's irrelevant. Um, you tweeted what you tweeted and you should be pulled up on it. And like, I think for me, like people coming out and saying, oh, I'm sorry that so I tweeted I, this. I don't, I don't buy a lot of the apologies. I, 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 mm. That's the thing. I mean, like, how I, can you, how can you know for certain? I, I, yeah, this is, a, so it's, I have mixed feelings about the apologies because one, I'm like, okay, um, someone has now called you up on what you've said. As a, First of all, without, they're being reactive. They're not even being proactive to suddenly say, okay, I've grown up. Why don't I actually, I am now a, a person of quote stature, unquote. Let me go and find out anything which I've said, which could be considered to be just a piece of vitriol. Mm -hmm. Let me go and counsel that. To actually, me. do you know what? Credit to um, David Vianich. I remember that he actually, he someone pulled, up, pulled him up on one of his tweets. And then he kind of did that. He went back into his old tweets and pulled them up himself and said, look, I've said some really horrible things in my past when I was young and I was stupid. Um, so... Is that is that something that you think that people should do? Because I don't know. There's a culture no, of like just deleting everything. I don't. Trying to hide no, I honestly don't know. Oh, the cynical side of me would say, look, if you're in the public eye mm. and you know you tweeted a wreck in the past, mm. if you have a PR team, if you have any sense, Ooh, just go back and delete all that shit. Like just delete it all. Mm. Um, that's the cynical side of me but speaking. It, yeah. But I mean, in terms of being like, morally and ethically upstanding, I don't know. I think people should have to be accountable for yeah, things that they've said and done. Because deleting the tweets is only 
scratching an issue at the surface mm -hmm. and it's still at the end of the day going to make them look good but it doesn't necessarily mean that the, the things they have in their head hasn't necessarily gone i'm i'm taking a worst case scenario here thinking that if somebody said something they meant it and they still mean it now arguably that that that's a very extreme mm. argument to make but i'm just stating it so people understand where my, i'm coming from so um so i don't always necessarily buy the apologies you're apologizing because you got caught Mm -hmm. And if you weren't caught, you wouldn't have apologized. And you wouldn't have, like, if there were things, like what we were speaking about earlier about um, when things happen in the black community, we don't see other communities going to stand up for us. Like, you wouldn't, you may not, you, there may be a time when, let's say there's a resurgence of tweets against um, dark-skinned women come, um, come again, rise up rise up again, like back in 2012, 13, or whenever it was. You won't necessarily see these people defending them because they kind of agree. If that makes any sense. So then it's like, it's like these people, what I'm basically trying to say, because it's such a, it's hard to get across is I don't, I don't, not to say I can't accept their apologies, but it's like, I don't necessarily understand the place they're coming from. I get why you're apologizing, but mm. I'm, you, you're just doing mm. it to show face as opposed to anything mm. else. And it scratches and it's, but it, it makes me think another question. Why has, has this issue always existed? Like I think of when yeah. Naomi Campbell was coming up um, in the world of fashion, when she was kind of alone, there was maybe her, maybe Iman. Eventually there was Tyra Banks as well. We're talking like super, super, super models, right? Mm -hmm. um, and no one wanted to work with her. Um, Naomi people were like, ah. Oh. And no one gave her the right makeup shout out. Um, Rihanna with Fenty Beauty, because that's completely changed the, the industry because all of these brands have had forever and ever and ever to cater to dark-skinned women. It's mm -hmm. a fact, you go into Selfridges, John Lewis, um, Harvey Nicks, wherever you go, for a long time, you couldn't have, uh, there were there were no um, foundational shades that catered to dark-skinned women. Or if, if they did, it went up to a certain point and therefore mm. it didn't cater to a dark-skinned woman. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, and dark-skinned women have been around for a long time in the UK, in Europe. <laughs> that, no, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of actually yeah, wanting no, to go no, and get makeup. Yeah. Cause it's not every day, one. it's not every yeah. day back in the day, like a woman has to go and use that um, oily fashion fair. Cause fashion fair was renowned to go and, no, but real talking, I know, I know what I'm talking about. And people who are laughing at girls, you know, what I'm your mum would probably get that little um, poster or postcard from Debenhams saying fashion fair makeup. And all of our mums are using fashion fair where their, their skin's breaking because it's the only thing that's catering for them. But they can't get L'Oreal. They can't get all of these things. Estee Lauder, Charlotte Tilbury. Ooh, I love makeup. I don't use it, but really? I used to. Yeah. No, no, but so you can't sure. use none of these brands. Then Rihanna comes along and says, yo, I'm catering to the darkest of dark. Even that people are saying, you need to cater to a darker woman, but she's tried. She's, you can do more, but she's tried. And it's like, so this thing has been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Dark skinned women have not been valued whatsoever. So now this is, why is it now everyone's saying, yo, man's banging out Fenty. Why is it that even my girlfriend be like, no, you only buy me Fenty now. Here's my shade. You have to buy it. And it's, you understand? Even Mac, that eventually at some point they tried. Because there was a point where it was like, our, our mums are using Fashion like Fair. Bobby Brown, our yeah. older sisters are using Bobby Brown and Mac. Because even Mac were beginning to try. Then Rihanna comes and blows out the game and does an extensive range range, range of shades. Extensive. You, you know? know payroll or something too. Huh? Yeah, no, I'm not even paid. Most I ain't paid. Sound passionate about this? No, is, but I'm, no, because listen, the last time I heard this passionate was when he's talking about trains, oh, bro. <laughs> 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 the last time I heard it. Hey, <laughs> trains and makeup, you know. No, but it's mean. interesting. I'm learning so much about him. The point being, no, but the point being, oh, Larry, trains and makeup. The point is, is that 
Like if if we move away from the tweets because it <laughs> no, let, we yeah. can, it can be a bit circular talking about the tweets. So moving into yeah, I we guess should, the, let's let's the, talk the about the, the wider issue, the colorism issue, in our yeah. society. It's, it's like it's these like, tweets were just yeah. they just brought it up to the surface yeah. again. Yeah, because it is it's it's a sickness that goes way way beyond social media. There is and, there is a real issue here. Mm. Like when one one thing when when um myself Patrick Quaker we went to 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 Cambridge to speak to um a, a bunch of kids who want to go to Oxbridge um. Shout out all, all the guys that and girls that were there with us. There was an interesting question about in the workplace who experiences more difficulty, black men or black women? Without doubt, without doubt. One of the young people asked. Yeah, this. and also mm, this, it was great. brothers. They're smart. Know, they're, they're smart. smart, man. They're not like they're smart. No silly little youths, like you know. And we said, listen, smart. let's That's not lie. Man. It's an obvious. It's an obvious answer. It's black women. Yeah, they go through mm. a lot. Mm. You understand, and so they have to deal with all the wahala of workplace. Uh, people asking them if uh, if a black guy decides to go and talk to them in the workplace, oh, are you going out with him? Do you mm. understand? Mm. Or people chat, can I can I can I touch your hair? You know, some other person is not going to have they won't have a request to go and touch their hair and all of these things. And mm. I, and these are small examples, but mm. these are things of day in day out that people have to go and deal with. You understand? Mm. That other people don't yeah. have to go and deal with. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then on top of that, and then on top, you have people from you have a lot of men. Who are black? Some of them dark skinned themselves because their mum, their yeah, yeah, mum and their dads are charcoal, giving girls who look just like them in terms of skin shade, giving mm. them the same level of giving them what I would call self hatred. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just gonna ask you, know? you about that, you know. So yeah. It, anyway, let me shout out because yeah, please you two carry on. No, but, I, I, I yeah. like that man. I like that little. That, that, that was good. Yeah. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> wow. I feel moved. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, one of the things that, like someone asked me the other day, they were saying, is is colorism rooted in self-hatred? So the idea being that, you know, if if you are lighter and then you're you're being you are being colorist or perpetuating colorist views mm -hmm. on people who are darker than you. Thing is you don't is have that to be you hate your own that part of your identity that is I don't even think you have to be you don't have to be lighter to be colorist either. Oh, like you can yeah. do you know what I mean? You can be a dark skinned black guy and see another dark skinned black woman mm. who's not even as dark as you and you'd That's be still do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I yeah I agree. I think it is it is self-hatred. Um and I think the the reason why people do this thing with like oh, how can it be self-hatred if I want my woman to look this way? Um because um you know I may be dark skinned but just because I don't want a dark skinned woman that doesn't mean that it's self self-hatred. Mm. What it is is that you're saying that your darkness um, darkness is a handicap, right? But your you being good looking or your you being a man is like you you still are of worth despite that. Do you see what it's I mean? Like a counterbalance hey, to hey. that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you don't want that darkness in a woman because subconsciously in your head you see maybe the woman as inferior or like it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't uh what's the word um. Uh, it doesn't not synchronize, but it doesn't work together with her with her being a woman. Like basically, mm. you can't allow darkness and femininity to to, to cohabit. Mm. Like your understanding of femininity and beauty is basically away from dark skin. So you see what I'm saying? So mm. Mm. of course, for me, it's 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 a open shut place. Yeah, no, case I've, I've it is it. it is self hate. Like, I want to I want to come back to like, sort of what you said mm. before, Tom, when you were talking about like little kids and the way that they just look at you, right? Like no one's born with these views. Like no one. No one is born just with thinking this way. And and it's a shame that I guess the world that we live in has created these these ideas 
that then we just get sucked into and people end up perpetuating. Mm. And, you know, when we talk about um, like sort of some of the people that are coming out now and apologizing for mm. these things and mm. you're saying, like Tom, you're saying like, oh, I don't know if I can even accept that apology or if I mm. can understand the place that it's coming from. Well, for me, one of the things when I first, when I saw some of these, I'm going back, sorry, I'm going backwards and I'll come back forward again. Mm -hmm. One of the things when we saw, when I was seeing all these apologies, I was thinking, okay, people are saying, oh, at the time it was fine to be saying stuff like this. Mm, well, mm, that's mm. that's wrong anyway, because people are still saying stuff like this and that hasn't changed. But then, what is that? But then also like, when we're saying that, um, sorry, I'm sort of losing myself. Ice cream van. Ice cream van. Ice cream van pass. This ice cream van's probably. He's going to chop it. Okay, okay. All right, we'll start again now. Sorry. One of the things that um, when we saw these the, the people coming out and saying back in the day, um, people saying things like this. Um, well, now there's a new culture of saying, of not saying things like this, right? In like certain spaces. Mm. And I wonder if that's just as performative as what people were doing before when people were saying these things. Bang, bang. So before when people were saying all these things to get their likes and their retweets and the, mm. in their little echo mm. chamber of mm. stupidness, mm. nowadays are people like that. still just saying, saying, oh no, like, let's, it's let's, in vogue now. Yeah. 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 So now it's, like now it's, woke. On, it's off the moment to yeah, be woke, woke or it's off is, the moment to like, the to thing. not be colorist or no, to not you know be what? racist. This or, makes me think that years ago, no, because this is making, me, there's another parallel that I think of years ago, like, if you are a bookworm, you were bullied for being a bookworm. Now, maybe still so, but less so. It's kind of now more appreciated than it was before. That, ah, oh, he's clever. She's clever. That's very mm. cool. Years ago, it wasn't clever to be cool. It's like, oh, why are you doing this? It wasn't Especially cool if you're black. Especially mm. if you're black. It wasn't, let me, let me, let me make that caveat very clear. Mm. If you're black and and um, you you were a bookworm when you were in, in like many years ago, oh, it wasn't a cool thing to, to be done. Mm. Now it's very cool. Now when we see that someone has done, like many time I see those magic videos in, of, of, a, of, a, of a kid, that has gotten offers from all like Ivy League schools or has got like the big five offers in UCAS, they've done billion, ah, it's well done, it's applauded. It may not necessarily have been applauded years ago. Mm. So it's like this thing, this I, 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 I get what you're saying that now it's like people are getting points for being woke and yeah. saying, ah, oh, this and this. And it's like, they may not necessarily even believe half the things this they're even I mean. saying. This is what I mean. Um, this, this culture yeah. of calling people out and pulling, dragging up people's old tweets and stuff so that you can then slander them yeah. to get your own likes. That's just a bit weird. There is a mm. systemic, mm. there is definitely a systemic issue um, with colorism and people's attitudes towards dark skin. Mm -hmm. Women in the shout out, shout out, my was just going, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, no, but it's, it's okay. The one thing that always gets on my nerves as well, and I say this so strongly because you know what it is, I, I, I received the best love I've ever received from is my mother, a dark skinned woman, you understand? Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel so strongly about it. And, and most of my choices of partner are based on, like, it's weird, but I always used to associate that because I got such great love from a dark skinned woman, a woman, I only wanted to go out with a dark skinned woman as well, mm -hmm. more time, more time, mm -hmm. kind of fluctuate around, but most of the time, it's been that. So I, mm. I got deep love because of that. That's why I can speak so strongly about knowing about all these fashion brands and all these things. And when someone comes up and says, ah, oh, you look good for a, a black woman or you look good for someone that's dark. It's the it's like, Do you know, bruv, spare me. It's like, mm. bruv, is, 
Ah, uh, carry on. But carry that's, on, that's carry the point on. I was making before. Like, it's like beauty despite your darkness, it's despite like, your blackness. Bro, it's just like it's definitely self hate. It's an insult. It's yeah. an insult. It's reminded like, me oh, of this no. video that I'm sure you must have seen, man. I don't know who made it, but it's just some guy interviewing like mostly young yeah. like youths outside of West. Yeah. Oh, was it outside yeah. Stratford? Yeah. 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 Oh my and all God. of these, it's mad. All these, some of them are like ten. I don't bro, even know like, how they're even talking. Thing and things it's like, foreign thing, light skin thing, light skin thing. With the big Latino, Latino. And I'm like, do these guys even know any? Like who, who, right. who are they? they? Yeah. And, and the thing is, and then at the end of the video, I think the video that I saw ended with one guy going, "Yeah, like like no lighties," and then the guy goes, "You were the first person to say that in like this whole time," mm, mm, and mm. that's that's a problem, man. Yeah, like when yeah. we, when these views are being perpetuated so much that these little kids, yeah. some of them were like ten. So who 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 is teaching these kids to, to to think this way? I think it's been instilled from a very early age. Yeah, the yeah. reason why I say By that who? is, um. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say, oh, so I guess like older, like but, but like men, olders, men, men, think, yeah, men that are around yeah. them. Olders saying that as well. I also think uh, media has to play a part as well because mm. they love to denigrate um, black women as well. Mm -hmm. You notice how sometimes you get um, white women who are feminists, go and ask them about a, a, a black agenda. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not with it. And it's the same kind of, it's not, it's a very diff different thing, but it's like, mm. you're saying you're a feminist. So you should be, you should be Champion aware line, of yeah. you should be aware of issues. If you're if you're a feminist for for all, you should be aware oh, yeah. of things that are going on with black women and you should be able to be defending mm. them. If if you're saying you're a feminist, because you know, some people will be like, hey, my but if you're coming out saying, yo, man's a feminist, mm. you understand? Um, and so but I'll give you an example. Think of The Lion King, which is I think the greatest uh, Disney movie. Ever Let's debate for another day. Notice, debate notice. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. Okay, diff different debate, but notice, notice the protagonist, mm -hmm. Scar. Mm -hmm. I ain't never seen no dark skin lion in my life before. <laughs> <I saw him. laughs> yeah, why is it? Got why, is it no? why is it that Scar, <laughs> the villain, yeah, who was played by this very uppity white guy, the voice, Jeremy Irons, Jeremy very Irons. good, very good, Jeremy very good um, actor, but it's, it's played by him. This guy is dark, mm -hmm. yeah? Mm -hmm. Simba, Mufasa, they are light, mm -hmm. yeah? So the lighties, and it's, it's Africa, so like you're gonna see, like the, the, the Imagine, the, we've even seen colorism in- Imagine, in, in Lion King. In Lion King, you know. In Lion King. Lions. No, but I, yeah, you, you, make a, you make a good point. And yeah. I, I think, yeah. Um, it's rooted, it's been rooted for hundreds of years, man. Yeah, yeah. And like, this is, this is Be the problem. Like, this is where we're hitting it now. Like, where, when you said like, what did you say? Who's instilling it? Yeah, where they, where these kids learn the, 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 these. It's the, in these. It's, it's in these simple well. pictures and narratives. It's in Disney films, bro. Mm, it's in like mm. music videos. It's mm -hmm. in. It's mm. everywhere. But I mm -hmm. think now, now that what, and I'm gonna go back to that point. I was, what we started talking about where now there's this new culture of actually like no, like we shouldn't be doing these things. And is that, is that gonna continue? And will that is change? Genuine. Is it genuine in the first place? And mm. I, I would say it's not. You know because. For the same reasons that this, that people, so there's an argument, right? That these people who were apologizing for their colorist views back in the day um, didn't actually uh, believe them. They were just saying things because it was going to get them likes and retweets. They were just saying things because mm, they wanted laughs mm. and because it was banter yeah, yeah. and they didn't actually understand what they were doing, right? And for the same reasons, you can argue that people nowadays are um, being woke and saying all mm. this stuff because yeah. they actually don't understand it, but they know that I it's like going to get them respect. Mm. Yeah. And mm. and yeah. I wonder if if we're going to move forward with with things and come into the, this world, we're actually yeah, that's stupid. That's like colorism is dumb. Um, 
is it going to be spearheaded by people who themselves don't actually understand it mm. and don't know where these things are coming from? And is that itself going to be a fake movement? May I say something? Quickly? Yeah, yeah, um, go come ahead. Through. Come yeah. through. Um, so I'm just listening to all of you guys speaking and obviously I can only give a perspective as a dark skinned black woman. Um, I think what you said, Tom, is quite interesting, but it's also part of the problem. If it requires you having a dark skinned woman being a caregiver for you to value the humanity of dark skinned black women, that's part of our issue. Um, it shouldn't take having a mum who has given you care true. for you to say, this is why I love dark skinned black women. So the fact true. that we exist this and that we're true. human beings, that mm. should be enough. Mm. What I think has happened and I think is happening with Twitter and I tweeted this a while ago is black skinned dark women are being used in the same way they're being used when we're being dragged. It's just a different end game. Mm. We're either the butt of the joke, oh, wow. we're the martyr. So the point is what you're doing now is you're bringing up old jokes that you don't actually give a shit about. You don't care that black women were hurt because that's why you're bringing it up. And I promise you the person who brought up the jokes probably wasn't a dark skinned person themselves and it probably wasn't a dark-skinned woman. What the person decided to do is they know that this person has always been the butt of jokes. This person has always been, I guess, the fodder for whatever banter is going around. If I can bring this up to their detriment, because tell me, post, you know, with this conversation, what, how much forward have we had, mm. apart from black women being gaslighted and being told we're an angry mob for discussing it, nothing positive happens from it. So really all it is now, like you rightly said, is that it's a playing card for people to be like, okay, so I'm gonna bring up some more tweets. I've deleted mine. Because a lot of these people who are baying for blood actually had their accounts suspended, which saved their asses because all their old tweets were wiped. Hey, so now they can be doing like, they can be doing our one, I love my dark skinned women, I love mm. my whatever. You never have. And the last point I'll make as well in regards to what you said, Patrick, about trading privileges. I've always had this discussion with people and I've always said the reason that I believe black men date white women so often is because you are trading privileges. If you look at it this way, a black woman has nothing to offer. We are both black and a woman. There's nothing I can give you. If you're a black man, you can give a white woman to an extent a level of male privilege and you can also give her the masculinity and I guess sexual desires if she so desires it that she wants. As a white man, you're at the pinnacle because you have a choice to either denigrate yourself to be with a woman who isn't that great as a white woman or be with someone even lower who is a black woman, mm, which mm. is why when black, when white men approach black women in the club, they will always do it as they are doing a favor for you. So the compliment is never, we're the most beautiful woman in this club. It's mm. you're beautiful for a black girl. And mm. every time they approach you, the conversation in which they have with you is always shaped around the fact that I've never been with a black girl before. Mm, mm. The, you know, it's always shaped around your, what use you are to them. Whether it's, are you going give, to give me fun sex? Mm. Are you going to give me mixed race kids? Mm. Are you going to make me look good, look good optically? It is actually never about love. So the reason dark skinned black women are sick and tired of this narrative that I will say in closing is because we don't win either way. You guys bring it up and people get brownie points for saying how terrible it is. That's nice, but I still in the playground at eight years old, remember playing kiss chase. And I remember at one point I stopped in the playground and I said to myself, why is no one chasing me? And mm. I realized it's because I'm ugly. Mm. And it literally took me until college to be like, okay, I'm not ugly. I'm mm. not the problem. Because from the very beginning, you're always reminded you're not desirable. You're not wanted. The young black girls we had on TV, Raven, Simone, Tia, and Tamira, you know, Claire, like we remember dark skin Claire getting switched up for oh, light skin yeah. Claire. We mm. see this stuff. So mm. when you're yeah. growing up, you're like, okay, I am not desirable. Mm. Like I am not important. And so when people bring us up for arguments, it means nothing because what have you done to change your behaviors bar, mm. you know, say a couple of tweets, your apology only means something to me mm. is if offline where it matters, I can mm. see you've made active steps to correct the things you've done. And maybe that's talking to your boys. Maybe that's talking to your siblings. Maybe that's correcting your parents when they tell your cousin or your sister not to go outside because they'll get too dark. But until you are doing those things, mm. you're literally tweeting for yourself, collect those your tweets, 
have fun with it, pay your Twitter mortgage with it, but it's for yourself like, and you're going to get nowhere. Mm, mm. Yeah, man. I'm not out now, let you guys talk. Oh, man, I'm used to Kwaku sitting, he doesn't really say that much. So. Yeah, man. That was, that was, yeah, that was deep. That's, that's yeah. Podcast. I have to even take a moment oh, of silence yeah, for that. No, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. I don't know how to go off from that one, man. That's, There's so much that you said in there. It's mm, like, where, you know? where do we go from? Like, how do we even, how do we pick, how what? do we pick that up? And how do you, how do we get to a point, right, where mm. where people can uh, can apologize and mean it, and mm. not they're not apologizing yeah, for for them for their own personal gain. They're apologizing yeah, yeah. because genuinely people have unlearned these things mm-hmm. and learned that what they said was. Well, maybe, maybe the issue, maybe the point is, is that you know you can apologize or whatever, and it's not down to us or dark skinned black women to accept that apology or not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, true. do you know, like mm. you've done what you've done, you've apologized. People can accept it if they want to. But mm. They don't. They're, no, they're under no obligation to accept it. I think really moving forward, like it's not about it's not about being performative and showing. Okay, um, you know, I'm a changed person. Like just, just if if you're really about it, do what you have to do in silence. Mm. Move in silence. Yeah. And, mm. and character is what you do when no one's looking. Mm. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's true. Yeah. But one of the one of the things that I that does that does irk me, I guess, with this sort of discussion, right? Because we get so tied up in. The, the, the people who end up saying colorist stuff, we forget about like, what's what's behind that? Like, where did they get that yeah. from? We end up fighting these individuals who, to be honest, are just being ignorant and stupid rather than the powers that be or the things that actually create people being, being able to have those views. Mm. And I think we often get so bogged down in like shooting the messenger of, and I'm and I know that this is a this is like a difficult thing to say, but I think that So what you're saying, you, you want to attack the sickness and not yeah. necessarily the symptom. Yes, that's exactly it. Mm, and how do you go about doing that? Well this is this is I get lost, man. That's why I wanted to come here and talk to you mm. guys about it. Because mm. I it's I don't a broad know. Remit, man. Mm. So it's a very broad remit to talk about this. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is what I said in the start, somewhere along the line we're gonna get lost. And I think we're almost getting lost at this point. I don't think we're getting lost. I just no. think it's a difficult it's question. A big, but I'm sure like we have some some, you know, decent ideas. I mean, to be honest, I think it's about just challenging it in your own in your own mind. Like just th- let's think about it this way. Like, let's say that we're talking about racism and what we want white people to do to address racism. That's how we should look at like this thing of colorism. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like if it's something that um, you know, if if because I've said this before, privilege makes you makes you stupid and it makes you blind. So if you're not affected by something, but you know that you're you, you are capable of perpetuating that thing, the best thing to do is try and see it from a perspective where you are affected by some sort of um, oppression and, and structural hierarchy. So I mean, if I were to talk to a white person about racism, I would just say, look, just be honest with yourself. Like you don't need to pretend to me. You don't need to perform for anyone. But just challenge your prejudices, like challenge your prejudices on a daily basis um, and challenge the things that your friends and the people in your immediate environment do. Um, I think that's somewhere that we need to start from. Mm. I think when it comes to like the wider societal thing, you were saying earlier that, you know, this is in vogue now to, um, you know, to, to, to celebrate, you know, being dark skinned, yeah. to celebrate, you know, um, having dark skin and, and um, dark skinned black women and, and whatever else. Uh, and as as cynical as it may sound, it's in vogue, but this is the time where it is in vogue to really actually make that something substantial and make it something genuine, mm. make it something legitimate. So why don't we use this time, even if we are looking at it as, as a cynical thing that it's just like a fashion, but why don't we use this time to really challenge um, how we how we how we project, you know, the image of 
darker skinned people, particularly darker skinned black women, and actually take the the um the the control of this discussion away from people that I guess are just doing it for the you know the clout, the the social this awareness is, clout. This is another you know I mean? thing. So that's a great point. One thing that I was thinking of a day was it's not everything that you need to then be be the center of attention for, right? Mm. If if you are not the victim in this circumstance, mm. it's not for you to yep. be like taking over that space mm-hmm. and trying to be as loud as you can for like the mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some times when people just need to take a step back and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I need to give people their space mm-hmm. to have like, this is a conversation that, yeah, I agree with it, mm-hmm. but I can't be seen to then be the leader of that because in, yeah. in the same way, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be perpetuating the seat myself. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the things that um, I was thinking about, you know, Black Panther, when they said that Amanda Sternberg said like, oh, I don't want to be mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's things like that yeah. where, we're often, and I don't know if that's true, but the point of that being that there are times when, you know what? Yeah, I need to take a step back and this is not my space to be here mm-hmm. and saying no to opportunities yeah, and saying no to things because you know full well that in you saying yes to that, what you're, I guess, not subconsciously, but what, you, what you're what um, you like agreeing with, mm-hmm. just by you, what you're complicit You're being in, complicit in yeah, it. Yeah, you're being complicit in, yeah, in the colorist like views i don't even mm. understand why she even came forward to say that yeah I, well yeah, yeah well that's another you know that's that, a whole like, other that, point. that to me was a very performative act yeah. which i yeah. suppose kind of uh, yeah backfired yeah. kind of small small it was like but yo what, what, like can yeah. i just ask though um do you think in her mind she was doing it as something that like for me it was very performative and i i agree with you i didn't see the point in doing it but do you think in her mind she was doing it to set to like an example it. Say like, yeah. this is what other people should be this doing. Is, this is the other side of it, right? If you, she's doing it to say, hey, look, like, this is what I did. Mm. I'm not like, you know, I think other people maybe, should but do there's, something. Maybe, but there's, you know what, maybe, but there's a there's a time for everything. Mm-hmm. There's a time yeah. to discuss everything. You do not come out when this thing is having the run of its life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Doing numbers in box office. Let this thing, because all, all things come to an end. So Black Panther would achieve records and then it will begin to taper off. Yeah. Obviously there's another Listen, movie. Infinity there's War another movie out as well. So. But you know, <laughs> a discussion will, I, I believe that a discussion will come yeah. when yeah. obviously At sales right of Black time. Panther have tapered off and then there's an actual, a real discussion. Not in the thick of things, when all of these yeah. people- yeah. She made it about yeah. herself. She made it about yeah. herself. And I think that, that was- And that, this is the point when I we agree. start- taking over the conversation and turning it into this is about me and about my agenda. Mm, That's mm. the problem. And it goes back to the whole, like, how do we move forward when people want to like steal the narrative? Mm, mm. And and so it's almost like she used, she basically used people as collateral damage for her own agenda. Mm -hmm. And if if I have to break it down into what it is, that's what Mai was saying. People often use black women as collateral damage. Um, either way like now it's almost like this is kind of this is kind of you might want to call top of cycle activities where people are saying it's wrong to do this it's wrong to do this mm. look at it's like not i'm no what's it like Cap, captain save captain save a black woman you understand mm. and then when you get to the bottom of the cycle i'm gonna you guys i'm in the conference that's why i'm saying cycles as it were then if it goes the other way and if it kind of skews to the downside that's oh well you know screw them all that kind of thing and mm. it's like it's like how do we get to the point where consciously or subconsciously we choose not to use black women as collateral well, damage? We let them have whatever. agency and we let them talk and listen to them when they talk. Um, we'll talk. That's, that's all like the same way, like when it comes to racism, like sometimes white people just need to shut up and listen for a second. Do you see what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just shut your mouth. Like it's not about you. Just listen. And that's what we need to say to ourselves as well. 
when it comes to colorism, when it comes to misogyny or mis- misogynoir specifically, just shut your mouth and listen to black women, listen to dark skinned black women. And I'm talking to lighter skinned people as well. Like just shut your mouth. Like it's, it's not about you. It's not your time now to say, oh, but you know what? Colorism works both ways. Cause mm. where was that energy before? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, true. Yeah. It's true. I, I, true. I, I agree. Like th- there it's are true. lighter skin, there are lighter skin people that their blackness is challenged. That's, that's obvious. Like Bilal, you know, firsthand, like you, your blackness is challenged as a lighter skin, lighter skin person, but have that discussion when it is your time to have that discussion. Mm. It's not time for you now to, to, to for when colorism comes up from the, um, for, for, from the misogynoir pers- perspective to be like, yeah, but do you know what happens? Look, we hate that behavior when it's, when it's white people doing that. Do yeah. we not? I, so I ask something. So like, and I, I completely understand why, and it should, a lot of this conversations focused around like dark skinned women, mm-hmm. right? But like, as, and I think like Maya were addressed that point so well, and obviously, we're men, mm-hmm. so um, and I don't want us to like then like be be trying to talk on on people's behalf. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask it like just because I'm intrigued to know what you think. Um, do we think that colorism affects men in the same way? No, no. I don't think so. No, not at all. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, no, 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 wait, 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 Your no, face because, looks no, because, because yeah, yeah. it reminds me of a, it reminds me of a question that some, I was having a, a, a question with a client at work, bear with me for a second. And they asked me a question and I said, are you asking this question p- from the perspective that there's upside in activity or there's downside, downside in, in this activity? So if you're saying who benefits from colorism to the upside, mm. men or women, mm. uh, probably more so men mm-hmm. who doesn't benefit or who suffers, i.e. to the downside, probably more so women, mm. if that makes any sense. Mm, yeah. Uh, and that's why I was like, that's why I had to pause because I, I do think there's a- Colorism definitely affects us. Yeah. But it's not in the same way. And like, I know like from um, from my black friends when they were younger, cause I went to a mostly white school. So I didn't, I didn't really have to confront colorism. I was black, like I was just a black person, like in a white, mostly white and Asian school, you're just a black person. but in a lot of schools where there were a lot of black people um, and like at my church as well, um, like the jokes about being dark skin weren't just confined to um, to dark skin girls. Like if you're a dark skin boy, people will cuss you say you're blick, you're blick like your shoe, blah, blah, mm. blah. Like people used to say that stuff. I'm not here to, I'm not here to um, dispute that that used to happen. But the problem is, it's this thing of um, the intersection. Like when you are a woman and you are a dark skin woman, when you make comments about your appearance, because let's 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 be real about this. In our society, women's value is definitely derived from their appearance. Like, if you're a be- like that's why we talk about having pretty privilege and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. And in the society where women play second fiddle always to men, a woman's value is definitely predicated on her on her attractiveness, that, on her beauty. So yeah. if you're if you're challenged, if if you're attacking someone about the color of their skin and they're a woman as well. Like basically, you're just saying you're, ju- you're just not a human. That, you're you're yeah. completely dehumanized. No, that's, that's that's what I was saying. Like I'm I'm gonna let Maya was speaking in in a second because yeah. I I, I, I need, need, need you to speak, please, on this. But that's what I was saying because um, at work I, I look at things called cap structures, which is which is all about how things are ranked senior to something else to something else to something else. So how I, I'm ahead of you in terms of something else. So mm. let's say let's put, put, let me give a, a quick example, and you'll see you can already see that where I'm I'm going with this. But let's say um. Um, 
Patrick, you you like there, there's a loan. There's kind of a, a thing going on. If you've given Balao a, lo- a loan first, mm-hmm. then you've given it to me. There's an order in which that has to. So that mm-hmm. means that he has to be dealt with first, and then me, which means I'm behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when I think about the intersectionality of gender and of race, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Uh, being a black woman typically means you are subordinated to almost everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's more to the downside. That, mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you are a black man, you are still subordinated in some rights, but you are not as subordinated as you are typically mm. to. That's why I'm saying it's more to. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. it goes both ways. That that's why it, it's quite hard to get across. But mm-hmm. it's a case of who gets. And you get subordinated more. It's also kind of thing. The, the thing of how we understand darkness and blackness as well, because the darker you are, the more masculine you're supposed to be, right? That's why on the other side of the spectrum, light-skinned black guys, their masculinity will be challenged because, oh, you're a lighty, you know, you like biting your lips in photos and retete, you're soft, you're moist, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's this understanding that, so that's why the gravity of colorism when it comes to women is even more, it's, it's even more severe because it's like, you are ch- literally challenging their 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 their, their womanhood. Like mm. you're not even a woman. Like you're 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 a footballer. Like, you know, like how yeah. people used to say, "Oh, yeah, you look like X, Y, and Z footballer." That tired, mm, like mm. that tired joke. It's because it's a- attacking their very womanhood, and that's why, like I said before, it's it's the gravity is is is, is heavier. It's, it's yeah, more it's severe. less potent, right? And it's not it's not as um it's not as what's the word. It's not attacking and challenging the very foundation of who you are, mm-hmm, I guess, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, men as much. Mm-hmm. Some people listening will be like, okay, but right, you said you've mentioned light-skinned black guys and how their masculinity is challenged. Like, why is that not an issue? And the reason for that is, yes, okay, like they're seen as less masculine for, for being lighter-skinned, but let's not forget they're seen, seen as more attractive. Do you see what I mean? They're seen as more pretty. Do you see what I mean? Maya, so, I, can, I can see, you know, I'm very happy yeah, that we have listen, you here today listen, listen, because of what we're talking about is, is something that, quite frankly, is affected you probably yeah yeah I mean, you know so please please i mean the best example is myself and my sister so like obviously patrick knows her my sister jackie is a lot fairer than myself so we have the same mum and dad but she's a lot fairer uh to the point that she has a nickname called oibo pepper which is like <laughs> also, which is like um yoruba slang for i don't know how to describe it like netflix vanilla essence it. vanilla essence <laughs> is what netflix <laughs> describes it as but oibo pepper doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have a literal translation if you don't know you don't know it's that simple um but everything you guys have been saying is is very poignant and considering that you're like obviously like you guys i'm like okay hold tight you guys um basically kind of like what pat said in regards to femininity so i remember being i joined twitter december 2011 and i remember joining it was like being in a minefield I remember it was like, if it's a bad day, like you could get it. I remember there was one point, actually, I'll never forget, I was in uni. I think I posted a selfie. People won't remember this, it happened so long ago, but it scarred me for a while. I posted a selfie and I shaved my head because um, basically I was just like, I want to shave my head and have like a buzz cut. So anyway, obviously I'm a dark skinned black woman. I think I have like a quite striking androgynous face. So anyway, already like it's not working in my favor by way of like who is typically attractive. So I shaved my head and I posted a picture of myself like in a dress or something and put it on Twitter. I remember when I came back, there was like a weird like trend at the time. This was before people really going in on hashtags that, oh, there's a transgender person like on the timeline. Who is it? Who is it? So anyway, I was like, what is like going on? Like obviously I'm just like, what is going on? And someone DM me and they're like, oh, so Mara, you trans? And I was like, no, where is this coming from? Yeah. And what had happened was, and this is before, I mean, people now are a lot more sensitive about the way in which they approach people and their pronouns, et cetera. Now someone would have probably been like, oh, Myra, I didn't know, I'm sorry, am I using the correct pronouns? It'd be a different kettle of fish and I could explain, no, I'm a cis woman, it's a misunderstanding. 
back then, because of how violent the language was, and it still affects mm. obviously trans women to this day, the point is that your femininity is so invalidated that your choice mm. to shave your head means that we don't even see you as belonging to the gender that you're dressing up and pretending to be. Um, and so in inverted I, commas. Yeah, in inverted yeah, commas. Yeah. So I remember that sticking with me for a while. Like I remember I didn't go back on Twitter for like six months at this point. Cause I was just like, what, like, what is this basically? Like, and Twitter got worse. I think 2012 was kind of like when it was at its like bloody worst because like Pat was saying, every Sunday it was like corn Sunday. And I think the reason that black women were seen as being the butt of jokes is because like I was saying earlier, is when you have, when someone is of such little value in the societal sense, you lose nothing from insulting them. So if you insult a white woman, like in so much as you can make jokes and stuff, their femininity is never gonna come into question. Usually when white women are being mocked is because they're talking about their sexuality and maybe white girls do more X or Y. Um, and black men as well, when colorism works in their favor and being dark skinned, you're seen as more masculine and more attractive, mm. which leads mm. me on to, do you guys remember that study that that Japanese guy brought out about apparently black women being the least attractive because we have yep. the most uh, uh, testosterone? Yes. Yeah. Is this kind of thing as well, even stuff that happens to Casa Semenya, you know, everything mm. that we see like in the media and people saying to us is that you're not actually a woman. And mm. the women who are seen as beautiful, who are dark skinned, are women who happen to look like Naomi Campbell, who have hyper, uh, hyper slim features, whether natural or otherwise. And again, one thing that I will point out <laughs> and I'll leave you guys to discuss it is we always talk about the Holy Trinity of the girls who are killing it, who are doing it big in music, who are their favorites. What do they look like? What does Beyonce look like? Mm. What does Rihanna look like? What does Nicki Minaj look like? Mm -hmm. What does Cardi B look like? Mm. And then now look at all everyone else who is darker skinned, who's not getting the time of day. What that tells me every single time, even if Rihanna's accountant came out and went, she's making pee because she's fairer. Obviously Matthew Knowles came forward and admitted, I deliberately told like Beyonce not to tan so she'd stay pale. Mm. We're being told all the time. Bruh. And you know, my last closing point would be like, it's people think it affects people just in the sense of like, oh, um, it's what we see. It's also what you read. People forget that when books are written, the, you're seeing the default as white. And I remember saying to my friend, this is when Twilight came out and I used to love reading these books, that it's sad because in so much as I'm reading the book, I know I can't be Bella because the whole point of this person's story is that she's a pale girl who whatever, whatever. And you know, for some girls, you can kind of get around it and do other little things. But the way that romantic books are written is that you know already you are never the romantic interest. Mm. So as a black girl, your entire life you spent, especially a dark skinned black girl, you spent your entire upbringing being the sidekick and understanding that's what your role's gonna be. So when you mm. watch rom-coms, you don't expect to see yourself. When you mm. see like nice stuff happening to people, you're like, oh, it's not gonna happen to me. Mm. And when you see a love interest, it doesn't look like you you don't even flinch because you're like, I've been told since birth that I'm not desirable and I'm not attractive and I'm not interesting and I'm not beautiful. All that I cater to is to be the mammy or the best friend or the advice or the neck clicking friend who's gonna, you know, tell her she don't need no man or whatever. Mm. And that's what I'm assigned for. And then, you know, black men too be like, oh, I love you because you're so strong and you endure all this stuff. But sometimes it's like, when will you just love us for just being human? Like, yeah, why the, do we The strength do thing something? kind of, that, that, um, that, um, Fuck's sake, sorry. Um, that 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 whole thing about our oh, black women and are strong really gets on my nerves. Actually, mm. it's very um because they don't mean that. They don't actually like they do, but they don't mean that they're strong. It's just it's 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 just I I don't every time ah oh, she's a strong black woman. She's a strong this and this and this and this. It's like I never hear someone saying ah oh, white woman is strong. Mm. And it's like you know, it's just it it just it annoys me. That they don't they, need to be strong. That's the point. Mm. But, Can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, please, um, man. It's really interesting. Everyone has had some really, really made some really brilliant points. But I think what's interesting is people have forgotten about where 
the actual root of colorism comes from. Mm. Um, we have to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it comes from whiteness. That's exactly what happened. That's where the, the whole trope of um, strong black women came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it, of course, through the transatlantic slave trade. You see it through roots, mm-hmm. um, where black women are obviously not just receiving harsh treatment because these white people have obviously whiteness is the, is the is built on the absence of blackness, which is exactly where a lot of these issues come from. Mm-hmm. So that's why these guys always talk about, you know, light skin, big bodies, because they don't want anything associated with blackness, mm. which is exactly why you see these men running to women who look um, as far as possible from black women and dark skinned black women at like that. Mm. Um, and people have to understand that in order to get past the issue, you have to know where it's come from. People don't really do that, I feel sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, people, and a, a lot of black men, when we were talking about black men trading, um, wanting to effectively have a seat at the table is because they're aspiring to whiteness. So obviously, mm. if they're aspiring to whiteness, their goal is to have white women on their arms or non-black women on their arms. And I think we have to actually decolonize properly. And a lot of black men, I think, don't necessarily do this and look at themselves um, why you do certain things. And I think it, the way where race comes into it. So um, for... For us, from a cultural perspective, hair is really, really important for our for our families and cultures. But young black boys are routinely taught from a young age um, to hate their hair. Mm. Um, they're taught that curls are something that are, are undesirable. They need to be shaved off. Um, and that's obviously another thing that goes hand in hand with colorism as well, because people who have darker skin have tighter coils. So all of these things are always wrapped up in it, which is exactly where you get um, these insults about black women and their nappy haired etc mm. all of these things we all were taught these as children mm. um a lot of the times we were taught them from men um and our mothers were taught them by men as well and it's these things are all bound in the communities and we're not actually looking at well why have we been told these things mm-hmm. what you know should we obviously look at the roots of these issues and actually figure out well you know, why do we have to aspire to whiteness? Why do we have to think that these things are really important for us mm-hmm. to, to to always bear in mind um, to sit at these tables? Because it all goes literally hand in hand. You sit at this table, you got your little, you get your little coin, but do you defend black um, black women and darker skin women? No, you don't. Mm. Um, and you can't fi- you can't fix the problem until you know where it comes from. And it's important as well that um, that some white people in particular have a look at colorism and actually know, because while some people might say, oh, I had no idea it was it, it was a thing. You look at the way that darker skinned people, um, by black people, non-black people, and of course white people are treated mm. in comparison to lighter skinned people. In schools, it's an example with black boys and black girls as well. There's harsher treatment, that's how it works. And that's where all these things start coming from, mm-hmm. where they stem from. It's just, colorism obviously is systemic oppression. So you can't you can't necessarily deconstruct it on a person by person basis because you're still kind of chasing the cure rather than actual prevention. Um, you've got to take it to the next level, look at it on a bigger level, and you see it. For, like obviously we've discussed like the media, mm. where you see the media has the impact where darker skinned women um, or black women who are non light skinned in the in the music industry, for example, um, get drilled. They get attacked mm. um, routinely mm. for things. People mm. come for their necks. Whereas, you know, if Georgia Smith had said something, I know no one's going to become for her neck because they're not. Mm. And so you've got to really take it to the, you've got to figure out where it comes from and break it down on all levels because otherwise we're going to be going around in circles and circles yeah. and circles. Mm. Yeah, man. I think um, I think this conversation is one of them ones that could go on for hours. Mm. There's just so much. So when you start talking about colorism, you start talking about the roots, mm. which is, we have we barely even got there. Yeah. Like, that, we could literally be talking about this for the next 10 years. Mm. And I, I really think, um, 
Well, I mean, what? we can we can come back to a discussion yeah, on this. If I want to come back to the roots of like sort of yeah, like the too. sort of the issues of colonialism in a like post-colonial context as I well. I want to come back to this. Talk about colonialism. Colonialism is a good one. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, I don't want to. I'm just conscious of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'd like to thank our very special guest. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been amazing. <laughs> it's been amazing having you guys. Yeah, so Mayo, thank you yeah. very much. First guest, first guest, yeah, Mayo, thank, you Mayo, thank you very much for <laughs> having us. Like invaluable contributions from from mm. the pair of you. So mm. thank you very much. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, tough topic. So please tell us what you thought. Um, yeah, tweet us, interact with us, fight us if necessary. Um, we want to hear, what, don't, don't fight us. And, but yeah, actually, fight us um, if, if you feel necessary. Tell us what you, you thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've been banging gyms still. <laughs> <laughs> Man's ready. Um, I know, we, we just want to hear what, what you think about it. Um, we've had a few people ask that we, we discuss this. We've tried, we can always try a bit harder, but we've tried at least. Um, first time doing this so um, yeah over and out from us guys thanks guys